Hello and welcome to the Miss Rolling In podcast. As usual, my name is Jacob Staten and as usual, I'm joined by JJ Armstrong. JJ, how are you? I'm very, very good. I don't know what day it is anymore. I've had, I never want to see any food or drink again. We were in that weird period, but in terms of a Forest fan's point of view, I am feeling pretty incredible after what has been a lovely few days. How about you? Yeah, it's been it's been a, a good Christmas and it's been an especially good Christmas to be a Forest fan. Uh, and to some degree, I'm including the Bournemouth match in that because I think that was the it was obviously the start of Nuno's reign, but I think it was the start of us getting more organised and it wasn't for a cheat of a referee, then we might be looking at nine points or certainly seven from this period. Um, but yeah, no, it's been a great Christmas and uh, the only way is up, I think. The only way is up. Um, so real briefly, um, we did our end of year quiz, which was absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much to everyone who uh, played and participated and won or lost. We really appreciate it. That that quiz is still on YouTube. You can play along. Uh, obviously, you just can't win any prizes or uh, be on the scoreboard. Um, but yeah, please feel free to to uh, to use that. And if I mean, if anyone wants the questions, just give us a shout. I don't mind sharing. It's not a problem at all. They're all written by me. Uh, and oh, actually, JJ wrote some questions as well because he wanted to flesh it out. Uh, and then on to Newcastle, JJ. What on earth was that? Yeah, we won't go into too much detail about that. We're obviously quite late to the party and it's been analysed to death by other podcasts. So you won't speak too much, but what I will say is extremely unexpected. I did think my Boxing Day would get off to a bad start. Um, I didn't think we would win. I think Newcastle away is a really tough place to go, but uh, unbelievable performance. Chris Ward was on absolute fire. We looked like we had a lot of intent. We looked really mm. positive. We looked like we meant to do what we were doing. So I really enjoyed it. It was a great result. Um, it set up Boxing Day really nicely. So just hats off to the boys for the effort they made. Um, Ellie did a, a fans view for us. That's our new series where they can show their match day experience. Uh, we get sort of guest fans in to show there. So that's live on our YouTube. So if you do want to watch some footage from the game and a fan's experience of that game please do head to our YouTube and watch that yep huge thank you to Ellie as well uh, it's a really great watch um, and, it's, and shows a, a, what, what looked like well, it's probably one of the best away days in the league isn't it certainly yeah, in this league anyway yeah. not for me because I definitely would not be able to make up as many stairs as she had to but <laughs> there you go <laughs> you do see a lot of those comments on Twitter don't you um Right, so on to the game after that, which was uh, last night. We're recording Sunday morning. So last night we played against Manchester United at home. We haven't been to, we beat, last beat United at Old Trafford in December 94. And the last time we beat them at home was in March 92. And if I'm not mistaken, JJ, you weren't born. I wasn't born. In, in 94, I'd have been about six months. And in 92, I'd have been minus six months I wouldn't have been born I was born in 1993 so yeah that shows how long it's been certainly not in my lifetime have I watched Forest beat Man United no no certainly not I had a, a text from a friend of the podcast uh, Hamish Hughes last night so his young lad Harry was born eight weeks ago and he said he, you know Harry's had to wait eight weeks whereas he's had to wait 30 years <laughs> yeah it's unfair it's not fair it's not fair at all no you know what Harry needs to put in the hard yards before he gets results like that <laughs> um, so pretty much thoughts I suppose I mean looking at the, the starting 11 um, 
the main, the, I think the main difference was Dominguez coming in on on the left wing, wasn't it? I mean, I think there was a lot of talk pre-match around where he was going to play, how that was going to work out, and a bit of concern around us changing what had clearly worked against Newcastle and, and in my opinion, worked against Bournemouth. Um, I actually think throughout the match that putting that Dominguez in that left wing position was an absolute masterstroke, and it reminded me so much of when. Years and years and years ago, well, almost 10 years ago, when Stuart Pearce, when we played against Derby away with the Ben Osborne last minute winner, and Stuart Pearce played Robert Tesher, normally a defensive midfielder, as the attacking midfielder to mark their best player, Umar Mascarell, out the game. And it was just that, it was that kind of thing, like looking at, you know, Anthony isn't going to defend. So that's Olaina's job. Aaron Wambusaka, who I think is a pretty good defender, isn't going to get forward. So playing, you know, like, and he's, and he's a good defender. So having Dominguez kind of, took into centre midfield when they have the ball and bound forward late on the run so Wambasaka can't just mark him. It, absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I wasn't expecting to hear Ben Osborne or Tesh's name today, I'll be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, that one definitely threw me. But yeah, there was a lot of concern pre-match that Gibbs White would be back on the wing again, um, which is something we've known hasn't worked. And it sort of goes against what Nuno's been saying where he says, he is effective centrally, so it didn't make much sense to me. But Nuno said in the pre-match interview on TV that it would be Dominguez out on the left, and I sort of liked it as soon as I heard it. Obviously, he went on to prove that it was a great decision. I think he had a good game. Um, it's not somewhere I'd expect him to be from where, from what we've seen of him so far, but I think he did a brilliant job. Um, and obviously, as we'll go on to discuss, he got, he got a goal for it. But yeah, he's... Uh, I really like Dominguez. I think that's an interesting role. I do like Hudson Odoi. So, you know, if if the choice is one of those two out on the left, then I think we're really sort of getting on something there. And I, I did like it. It's, you know, I had no other than Turner in that. I just think, I guess maybe you can't remove the keeper in your third game. You need a bit of stability. But other than that, I had no real problems with the starting eleven. I think it all made sense. And I, I really liked what he was going for. Yeah, I think it's really, really nice having. I think our huge squad is finally coming. Is finally coming to help us. I think I said something similar against Newcastle. Uh, no, maybe, maybe to you, maybe before the quiz around. I think it was actually just to you around. Um, it was Toffolo and Williams got dropped, didn't they? Mm. Um, and I think, I think you know, it's more just rotation, isn't it? Really, because we've got yeah. so many games coming up and that kind of thing. And I think. You know, use Aina as much as you can before he goes to the African Cup of Nations so that Toflo's not, you know, unencumbered with having to play lots of games and that kind of thing. And it's and it's actually really helped us. Like Montiel finally looks like the World Cup running right back last two games. Yeah. You know, we, we still have an issue with the ball goes over the top. He's I don't think he's slow. I think he's just slow at reading it, if that's the if that makes sense. Like if that ball goes over if that ball kind of comes over the top of him here. His 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 time to turn and chase get after it is it takes too long, which means Nick which draws a sense back out and creates space and that kind of thing. But I think overall, especially especially last night, he was absolutely fantastic. Well, those things come with game time as well. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's he hasn't played uh, like, consistently for quite a while. His third, third start, I think. I can't remember if he started Bournemouth. Uh, I can't remember, but um, I know it's William Toffolo against Bournemouth, wasn't it? He looked he looked really good really good last night um, which is obviously good to see that you know the recruitment has whilst at the time we thought it was really good lately has sort of come into question but now we're able to see the evidence of these players being useful and and good and it's, it's really promising so 
yeah, he he had a great game, but from the start, starting eleven looked good, and I think we we got off to a bit of a flyer. We seemed to sort of come out of the traps really positive. Mm, that first minute was incredible, wasn't it? Um, yeah. we, we had a, a chance, uh, a corner as well. I want to say, yeah, um, yeah. yeah it's it's it was really 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 nice to see us actually go for it and say, you know, we're not just going to wait for you to attack to counter almost. Um, which I, I think I'll probably go into it more at the end, but I think that's the main difference between Cooper Ball and, and what we're seeing from Nuno is that it looks like we're playing a tech counter attack on purpose. Yeah, I like think, Robin, and I think Robin that's Paddy. what that's what Nuno brings. I, I went into this game really thinking I think we, we could get something here, and typically in the past against a team like Man United, I would be reserved to the fact that it would be a loss uh, after last season. You know, they beat us four times last season. We had a great go at them earlier in the season, but unfortunately, you know, wasn't to be for a few reasons. But I felt purely from what I've seen against Bournemouth and against Newcastle, I felt like we can get something here. And yeah. if that's the mentality that Nuno can instill in us and you think we're not out of it anywhere we go, which is essentially what Wolves were under his ten- tenure. Mm-hmm. Whenever they went somewhere, you would never, you know, you never wrote them off. You always thought, hang on, they could show up and get a result today, even if it is against City or Arsenal or whoever. So that would be quite a nice change. I think Forest typically play well against the better, bigger sides. Um, you can argue whether Man United or either of those at the minute. But uh, I, I just felt confident going into the game. Like I, I thought, obviously it depends what Forest turn up and what Man United turn up. But I did think we could get a result here. Um, so in the first half, I think whilst not too much happened, whilst both teams didn't look to threaten that much, I felt comfortable and I felt positive and I felt like overall, you know, we can get something from this when when we got to half time. Absolutely. Did did you watch the United Villa game? Uh I watched the end of it when they so, when United came back. So, I so Villa v- Villa should have been if it was a boxing match, Man United would have been and um had this, they would have thrown the talent at half time. It was that. Uh they got I mean, I think the the the, the three goals they got, I mean they got them, but I and I think there was a certainly a degree of luck with with a couple of them. Not saying they didn't play well, but like it was it wasn't the the landmark victory. I think they thought it was, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just nice to see that we went into this without any. I don't know, like you know, there was no respect given, almost, if that makes sense. It was just uh, yeah, you're just another team that's going to come here and try and beat us. We're not having it. I think the first half was very fifty fifty. If I'm being honest. I think we probably just edged it with chances created. I think they probably had a, a you know had three, four, five percent more possession. Um, but I think chances created, it was probably just us. But I think a, a draw at halftime was worthwhile. And then, in my opinion, they made a, a catastrophic error taking that Colby Kobe Minu off for Scott yeah. McTominay. I, I think McTominay is fantastic. I don't understand why he was dropped at the start of the season. I think he's been there shining light the last couple of seasons. And but playing him further back with. Christian Eriksen, who, I mean, let's not forget, basically died on a football pitch. You know, it, it, I, I don't I don't know what they're trying to achieve. Um, oh, I'm going to rant about, um, yeah, sorry. It just, I, I, you know, as soon as they took him off and brought McTominay on to play that that particular role, they're, they're not taking it, it doesn't feel like they're taking it seriously. I don't think Ten Hag has a clue. I, certainly, you know, from a Forest fan perspective, when you see that, they come out for the second half and he's made that change, you'd automatically think, why on earth has he done that? That suits us really yeah. well because Manu obviously looks brilliant. I think McTominay is a very good player. 
and certainly over the course of the last few weeks, he was almost written off and phased out and he came back in and he's been extremely good, scored a lot of important goals. He, he is a good player when he wants to be, when he's played in the right position. Um, so I just thought it was interesting though. I'd play Manu over him and I thought that did change their game quite a lot. So I've got my reser- uh, reservations. reservations about Ten Hag, but obviously we're a Forest podcast, not Man United podcast, <laughs> but uh, I just can't see why they did that. Um, I think second half largely, you know, started the same. I think we looked good. We looked better. One of the things that another change he made, which was actually probably the better choice, was he took Anthony off for uh, Diallo. And I think I said at the time, actually, that's not good because now they're going to start playing with 11 players rather than 10 because I think Anthony (laughs) is rubbish, pointless. So, uh, yeah, credit where credit's due. He he made the right decision for that, but should he have even been starting at the same time? Again, we're not a Man United podcast. Who cares? But it Mm. helped us out. Uh, but obviously Dallow following that absolutely rockets the post. Uh, the next thing that happened after that is Morgan Gibbs White got a yellow card and I think undeserved. I think he got a yellow card for showcasing a bit of passion uh, and telling the referee that he got the ball three times and there was a lot worse going on around him uh, pre-existing that. So I guess I could see his frustration but what I love to see Jacob from that uh, and you know before the game in the pre-match talk is the pure passion from Gibbs White. Mm. It would have been very, 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 very easy for Nuno to say he's going to get sent off, take him off. And instead he trusted him to wind his neck in and, 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 and knuckle down into the game, which is fantastic. I, I, have a, I have an issue with referees around them all being narcissists and not liking to be told that they're wrong. Um, I also don't think that the, I, you know, the, the, I actually don't think the referee was that bad yesterday. I mean, apart from the 10 minutes at a time, which we'll talk about in a minute, but um, yeah, I think things like the, what happened with the who was the referee that sent Bolly off? Was it Rob Jones? Rob Jones, yeah. That, that never goes in our favour. You know, it, it, go, it counts double against us because we have the bad decision, and then all referees gang up, gang up on in situations like that. Um, but yeah, fair play to the referee. I actually think he was pretty good throughout the game. Um, again, apart from the ten minutes, but yeah, just just you know, if you're being told you got something wrong, <laughs> is that a yellow card? I mean, I suppose it was an aggressive manner, wasn't it? But you, you know. And we, you know, we, you know, we, we can't, you don't know if we swore or anything like that. I think swearing's a bookable offence, but, you know. It's quite funny that Varane was unable to man mark him even on that because he did a lovely spin to uh, evade him, which yeah. was lovely to see. Varane's fall from grace is, <laughs> this, this is a player that won the the Champions League, like, I don't know, what, like seven times or something, something like that. Yeah. You know, clearly needs Sergio Ramos working him like Orville, doesn't he? There you go. And then, <laughs> that's an interesting thought. Uh, and then following this, obviously, we, what happened, Jacob? I think we went 1-0 up against Man United. We did, we we? did go 1-0 up against Man United and it was the easiest goal you've ever seen in your life. Chris Wood makes a makes an, a, a great run in behind to drag Varane out of position, which means that Johnny Evans doesn't, which means that although Johnny Evans steps up, he plays, who got the assist? Monty, which means he plays Montiel onside. And then Montiel slides it back and Dominguez before... I mean, Alana doesn't even move, does he? It's not even in the corner. Um, no. Yeah, and it, it's a, it's just a fabulous goal. And, you know, again, around D- Dominguez playing that left-wing position, he's drifted inside. Aaron Wan-Bissaka, who's a great... Who's a, you know, I think he's a great defender. Um, can't, def- can't, can't defend him when he's not playing left-wing, can he? So, 
you know, you know, he's kind of stood out, stood out to one side, not not doing anything, and Dominguez is stood inside scoring goals, which is absolutely amazing. The city ground erupts, and it's 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 just brilliant. Yeah, and fully deserved as well, which is the best thing. Yes, and obviously yeah. we've got results against Arsenal, Liverpool, Man City. It never, yeah. whilst it felt deserved because we dug in and we tried really hard. <laughs> um, this felt purposeful, like this felt like we meant it and we deserved to yeah. to you know score. And personally, I couldn't see them scoring. Uh, we'll go on to talk about it in a second, but they looked to lack a bit of any real threat from an attacking point of view, unless we gifted them something. Which we're going to yeah, talk I about. Mean, but I, I'm, I just want to say I'm, I'm happy for Dominguez. Uh, obviously, he made that mistake. It looked like it made his head drop a bit against, was it West Ham, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't think really it was his fault. But anyway, don't matter. His head dropped, but he was brilliant before that. And it looks like he's going to be brilliant again now. So really pleased for him. Uh, great goal. Lovely move. Well-deserved. Love the pandemonium in the stadium. Um, and I thought, you know what? I think we could be quite comfortable here. I think we can see this through. Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously, what was it another fourteen minutes time? You know, it was one hundred and twenty seconds after he'd made one glaring error. He makes another one. Uh, you know, it's, you know, it's a it's a good pass from Garnacho and a smart finish from Rashford. But I, yeah, I'm I'm lost for words when talking about our goalkeeper. I, I don't, you know. I, 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 yeah, I don't know what to say, which you're not going to get me cancelled on Twitter, if I'm being honest. Well, when... JJ's keep... already banned me from talking about it, don't worry. When I... Um, when I, I say this every podcast now, which is the words, avoidable goals, and it's getting really frustrating to see that happen again and again and again. And we do have two number twos as goalkeepers, I think. There does need to be a change. Uh, Turner is not good enough with his feet, and that is a fact. Uh, obviously there's been a lot of things online about whether you can say that or not, but I just think there does need to be a change. Uh, I don't think he's good enough with his feet. But then again, like I don't know if Black Demos is the answer either because he's not exactly, you know, set the world on fire. So I think a change needs to be made and I think possibly a new keeper needs to be brought in in January. But then again, we spent money on two goalkeepers, so is the club willing to do that? I think it's a difficult position and I think Turner's shot stopping is very good, but his distribution and sort of lack of sanity in some occasions lets him down and it's at the point now where if the ball goes anywhere near him my the my confidence in him is, is just non-existent so I do think there needs to be a change and look I I don't think he's good enough at the minute but I used to say that about Ryan Yates so you know what in a, in a year's time if we're saying he's the best keeper in the world he's completely changed my opinion I'll be happy I don't want him to be bad but Unfortunately, at the minute, he's just he's just not it, and that's fine. I just personally think a change needs to be made. I, yeah, I, I mean, I know I, I don't I don't, I still don't understand what Vlakadimos did wrong to get dropped in the first place. Whereas I can pinpoint occasion after occasion after occasion after occasion where Matt Turner's done something wrong to be dropped. Uh, I'm not saying that Vlakadimos is the answer or, or is a, 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 or is a Premier League standard goalkeeper. I'm just saying that. I know which one of the two I want in net. Um, Matt Turner did make some saves after his met, after his mistake. I, I don't think they're particularly, you know, they, they you know, they, they're saves. I don't think they're particularly anything world ending. Um, I, I just, I, I, it's the definition of madness, isn't it? Doing the same thing again and again and again and expecting a different result. It's not like he's being asked to play with the ball. I know Nuno's come out and said that 
you know, it's our fault. We've asked him to play a certain way. We're not, we're not, you know, he's not, the, the, the mistakes that he's making, they're not, you know, he's kicking it up the pitch. This isn't a short pass to somebody that he's making a mistake. And at which point I would go, he's been asked to play that way. That's fine. These are just clearances that are going straight up in the sky. I don't understand how that one that he's kicked up in the sky and then caught isn't a back pass. Uh, but, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's it's just I, I yeah I really struggle with the fact that he's we're not doing anything about him him in goal. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I'd, I, we don't know what we see what they see in training. Uh, it could train really well. Vlakadimos might not instill confidence in people, but neither does Turner. So we don't know what goes on. But I just I know from my own personal view, and people are more than welcome to disagree and have their own personal view on it. But my personal opinion is he doesn't instill confidence in me, and, and a change does need to be made. And let's see what Vlakadimos has to offer. I mean, I mean, you know, we're, we're sat here one day away from January, aren't we? I don't think either of them are going to be the answer by the by the thirty first of January. Um, I, I, you know, I think there's rumours around David de Gea, isn't it? Because he's a George Mendes client. I, I think that could be a short term solution, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's it, it's going to be an interesting January, I think, because I. On you know on the basis of this, if it wasn't for the if you know if, if the African combinations wasn't happening, I I don't think we need too much really. Maybe thin the herd a little bit, and then and yeah. maybe you know as I say backup striker, but you know we've got Chris Wood and Tywo coming back. You know, Arigi was Arigi on the bench yesterday. I think Arigi was injured because uh, he came, there was a, a video of him shaking the players' hands in the tunnel pre-game, and he was dressed yeah, like right, Darth yeah. Vader. Um, which <laughs> interesting. I can't give anyone fashion advice, but wow, uh, that was interesting to see. But th- this is the problem with Nuno coming in, and sort of it's not a problem. It's good problems have is. But a few weeks ago, there'd be players, certain players that you would think, right, enough's enough. Let's end that. You know, get them, get them moved on, end alone, like Montiel and Origi. You know, some players you'd think it's not working, but you've seen them work. And you think, mm. hang on, there's something in here. So January is going to be very interesting. Obviously, we have made a lot of signings. I don't I hope we don't go mental because we know that you know too many signings can give you a bit of a disadvantage. But yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what the club does. They've just brought two new keepers in the summer, so whether they are willing to dip back into the market, you know, don't forget we've got Hennessy and Horvath on the books as well. Five keepers is that crazy? Who knows? I I think. The fact that we didn't spend big money on a keeper means that we'll dip back in. You know, if we'd bought Henderson and he was making these mistakes, maybe not, you know, if we'd spent 20 million or whatever. But, you know, watching him play for Crystal Palace is absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, and this is why I'm pretty happy we we beat Manu is they let us down with that one. Everyone knows they played hardball, sold him in the end anyway. Same with Garner, but regardless. Yeah. Um, Anyway. and then, and then the un- un- unimaginable happens. I'm going to double check that how because it was pretty soon afterwards, wasn't it? Um, four minutes afterwards, in my opinion, we never dropped off. We, ne- we this was what was great, you know. And he, and even and even from Turner, in, in respect to him, you know, he didn't he didn't make another gaff, did he? So, um, but yeah, the, we, we, the heads didn't go down. You know, um, I think Turner has the ball. He rolls it out to Ryan Yates, who just just like runs up the pitch. Nobody comes anywhere near him. He just carries the ball up the pitch. A lovely pass out wide to Alanga, who cuts inside, looks up, passes it back to give. This this goal sounds ridiculously simple, but it was. 
rolls it inside to Gibbs White, who just bends it around Johnny Evans. And as soon as it goes around Johnny Evans, it's going straight into the back. And it's very similar to the um, goal that Rodri scored past Anana in the Champions League final. Bends it around the defender, and Anana ain't going to. Well, he didn't do anything with the one he could see in the in the, fir- in the first goal, did he? So, yeah, it's just an absolutely fantastic team goal, and. Yeah, absolute scenes, wasn't it? And it, it, great for great for it to be Gibbs White because he, he says in the interview afterwards his shooting's been woeful this season. Oh, uh, it, you know, and it's just it's nice, you know, it's nice to see it all come together, isn't it? Yeah, I'm I'm very happy it's him. He deserves it. Uh, one of his best games again last night. I think the recent few weeks Gibbs White has really stepped up and showed the player that we know him to be. And you know, he keeps playing like that. And I think he's back in the conversation for a call up to the England squad. Personally, I think. Uh, Really pleased it was him. Loved his loved his celebration with the whole mm. fingers in the ears. Um, loved the bedlam from the crowd. Obviously, a very special moment for those witnessing that after they thought possibly we might throw this away. Or not mm. even throw it away. You know, I think a point is a great result, really, against Man United, regardless of what state people may presume they're in at the minute. But they, they are still who they are. They still have the players that cost him, aren't they? So a point would have been more than fine. But, you know, three points is better. And Gibbs White lovely finish really clinical just a lovely move um counter-attacking with purpose and intent and some some lovely football so i mean i was overjoyed i was whilst i was might may have been watching it from home uh i was overjoyed yes yeah absolutely and it is um it was just a great goal to go in wasn't it and then you know and then united united turned up to some degree i suppose and put some pressure on um, you know, there was one instance where they got a corner where it clearly came off Johnny Emmons' head, and even Gary Neville said, "If something happens from this, there's going to be bedlam yeah. in this in this ground." You know, yeah. um, I think he even said something like, "They might regret the five thirty kickoff if this goes in," type thing. Um, but yeah, and, and thankfully it didn't. Um, where on earth the referee got ten minutes from? If anybody, if any of our fans, or even if you know, if there happens to be a Man United fan listening. If you can tell us where they got 10 minutes from, please. I can't remember. I, I remember Rashford was injured. Yeah. Um, I don't remember any VAR checks. Um, I suppose it was three goals. I, I'd have said, from what we saw, I'd have said it looked like five or six minutes to me, probably. We, I so we made, we made all of our changes in three stoppages. So that's, that's technically a minute and a half. They made... One at half time, so that doesn't count. So then two, so that's two and a half minutes. Rashford injury, I'll be generous and say two minutes. So, you know, I, I think five minutes would have been ample. Yeah. Maybe, maybe six minutes at most for three goals, but 10 minutes is, I, I just I just don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody understood that. Well, Alex Ferguson was in the crowd, so Fergie time must <laughs> yeah. be a real thing. So who knows? Uh, as of, obviously, we know as Forest fans, when you lead in and you see ten minutes put up on that board, never a comfortable moment. Um, just in general, and I think I thought we looked comfortable. I thought we looked good, but I thought I always have that thing in the back of my head that if anyone can sort of ruin this, it could be us. So. I'm glad it didn't it didn't affect us. I'm glad we still stuck it through, but I just don't know where 10 minutes came from. And it was unnecessary stress from what was already an emotional rollercoaster of a game. And I just was praying that we held on. And thankfully we did. And, you know, we look good for it. 90 minutes are up and we beat Man United. But not only that, we deserve to. 
You know, we look like we deserved the win. So I think that that says a lot. And I think we excelled in that game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I touched on it earlier. I think we're now playing counter-attacking football on purpose. And that's the main difference. So, you know, in, in Cooper's defence, well, not his defence, but in my opinion, you know, he never wanted to play this way. He wanted to play the the, the swashbuckling way that we did in the championship. And if he, you know, if he didn't think we had the players or wasn't confident of doing it or needed the points because he had pressure from our owner, then he played, he's played a different way. But I just think now when we win the ball back, everybody knows their, their role and their job and their, and in particular, I think Montiel, for me, him on the, when, when he gets the ball now, when we're counterattacking, his decision making in going forwards is absolutely fantastic. He knows he needs to go down the line or he knows he needs to drop it inside to Gibbs White because Gibbs White will do something special with it. I don't know. He just, he knows when to get, it's just, it's a really clear thing for me that they all know what they're doing and organization is the main difference between uh, the Tottenham game. Well, I suppose the Tottenham game wasn't actually that bad, but the Tottenham game and the Bournemouth game, because even the Bournemouth game, we looked like it. It's just Dom Solanke scored two great headers. Yeah, he's, he's made a real impact. And I called Nuno uninspired before he came mm. in. I said I'd back him when he came in, but uh, I felt uninspired as a choice. But three games into it, I feel very inspired. I think he's made a real visible difference straight away. And there is the new manager bounce and there is an element of maybe some players getting minutes that didn't under Cooper and some players playing a different way that didn't under Cooper, blah, blah, blah. There's caveats to it, but I think he's made a real difference, a visible difference. And I really like what we've seen. You know, the fact that in the space of a few days, we've gone to Newcastle away and beat them and we deserve to. And we've gone... Uh, at home to Man United and beat them and deserve to is is really good and I think that this result is the best performance the best result we've seen since we've been promoted to the Premier League obviously we beat Liverpool and Arsenal we got a draw against Man City but I think this as a result is the best one because we beat Man United after so long but also we look like we deserve to I think as a performance this is the best one as a result I think the Arsenal was the best one yeah fair yeah yeah, Fair. but no, no, I completely agree. I mean, I think, I think if anything, everybody come out of the last two weeks smelling of roses. You know, Cooper left, and he had still had a large amount of fans on his side, not wanting him to go, but you know, shaking his hand and wishing him all the best. Nuno's come in, and I think everybody's been very respectful in that, not not you know, not singing Steve Cooper songs and, and things like that. And the ground have said no more, just can't get enough. Clearly. Um, and that kind of thing. Um, the ch- I, I think the owner comes out pretty well as well because you know it, his argument of, and if anybody read the Daniel Taylor arg- uh, article in the a- Athletic, where he's saying that the thing with Marinakis is, is that he's you know he's used to winning everything with Olympiacos. His, his standards are, are just higher than ours, in the in, you know in, in a, the most non-disrespectful way possible. In that you know he doesn't think that just surviving the Premier League in season two is is good enough, and I, I think it is, but. If he doesn't, and he's willing to stick his hand in his pocket, then what a terrible shame! That kind of thing. Um, I, 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 I don't know. You know, I think everybody's come out of this well, and I, you know, I think Steve Cooper will get a, a, another good job. I, I know, I know, he's long been linked with Crystal Palace. Um, we've heard Birmingham as well, which I think is probably below him, but he could be looking at that going. He's got new owners with lots with, with you know it's Tom Brady for for God's sake he's got very deep pockets um, similar situation to Forrest maybe not as dire um, decent squad obviously decent squad because John Eustace is doing pretty well he comes in as a as a kind of saving grace after you know 
I mean, Rooney should never get another job in management, should he? Good Lord. But, uh, you know, I, I, if I was him, I'd, I'd possibly take Birmingham over Palace. I, don't, I think Palace is, is, is starting to turn into a bit of a poison chalice, I think. I don't understand what more they're supposed to achieve than what Roy Hodgson is. No, and whatever he does, I wish him the best of luck. Mm, absolutely. Um, but regardless, you know, it's a new era now. Um, a new, new, new era, new no. Yeah. New no era. That was a stretch. That was a stretch. New um, era. New, new no era I guess I, none of them work <laughs> but regardless look I'm I'm here for it I'm happy for it and like you say I think it was a really finely balanced roll of the dice I think I think it could have gone yes. either side it could have destabilised us further which was my real concern or it would have been the right decision everyone's amicable and we move into this new era with some intent and some positive results and three games in it's certainly looking to go that way so the job's not done yet you know, people below us are still knocking on the door. It's nice to have that buffer back again because um, it did look a bit ropey pre-Newcastle. Uh, it looked like on that day, you know, if we lost and Luton won, it mm. looked like we were heading towards the relegation zone. So it sure. feels like a different narrative merely days later. So yeah, new era, really pleased about it all. I think uh, if anything, hopefully, you know, unites the fan base again. We're all not sort of dividing between Nuno and Nuno out like we were with Cooper out, Cooper in. But then again, Turner Matt Turner exists. <laughs> Matt Turner exists to uh, bring that narrative back yeah. around. But anyway, yeah, really pleased for it. And also really pleased for our pal Chris in Forest All Over podcast. He went yesterday. He's an Irish fan who uh, supports Forest, surrounded by, as you'd imagine, a lot of Manu fans. And he was there yesterday to do it. He's filmed a, a fans view video for us. So that should be online, you know, either today or tomorrow. So that would be a very good watch to watch him. And what mm. I see online, I think he had a, a good post-match celebration by the looks of it, uh, standing <laughs> on tables at Trent Navigation. So appreciate him filming that for us. And uh, yeah, hopefully he enjoyed it. So keep an eye out for that. But what Absolutely. a result. What a result. Yeah, which takes us into the FA Cup third round game, which is against Blackpool again. Um, I was trying to work out earlier what the odds might have been for drawing Blackpool in the third round two years in a row, and yeah, I, yeah, it got a little little complicated in my tiny my my tiny noggin. So, but it, it was they're high odds. Let's put it they're high odds. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's going to be my my eldest daughter's first game. Uh, we're sitting. In Peter Taylor, I think I tried to get her as close to the kind of tunnel and the and the, the dugouts and keep her interested in that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, yeah, I think it'll be. I, th- I, I don't know. I, I I can't see anything other than a win, particularly being at home. However, I probably said the same thing last season when we lost four one or whatever it was, and Sam Surish mi- missed ten thousand goals. Yes. Um, oh God, that was a bad. That was, that, a was a, that was a bad day. Uh, I'm going. F- I'm probably going to go for three-one. Yeah. Well, I'm extremely pleased it's your daughter's first game. Uh, mm. That's going to be a very special moment for you and her. I, I met her with you uh, the other day, and she was proudly telling me she's visiting the the stadium. Was it? Yep. Stadium. So, yeah. We didn't have we, we didn't have the art to put her right and say it's a ground. It's a proper ground. <laughs> not stadium. But. You know, a young Forest fan in the making, and I've heard her sing many Forest songs in your. You've taught her well, so uh, excited for you to live that. And it's my cousin Lila. She's also going, uh, I think, for the first time. So 
special day for a few kids, I imagine. Uh, getting you know an FA Cup third round while the tickets are a bit cheaper is a really good chance for for people oh, to while people can get tickets. <laughs> yes, so people can enjoy the first game. So there'll be many of them out there, and I hope everyone enjoys it. Saying that, I hope it's better than the five nil last season. Was it five nil? Oh, I can't I remember. Four one. Oh, right. Oh, it's not too bad then. Uh, it wasn't a great yeah, day. He, he scored ahead, didn't he, when he was 4 0? Right. It, wasn't, yeah, it yeah. was a bad day. I don't know how Blackpool are doing in the Championship. No idea. But I think, you know, it's a good chance for Nuno to see some other players maybe make that change in goal and see how Vlaco uh, fares because obviously a cup, you know, rotating the keepers for the cup is quite a good excuse to do whilst, you know, not sort of dissuading Turner any further. So I can't begin to predict what 11 will have. You know, I can't really begin to predict the score based off that. I hope for a comfortable win, but you know, it's the FA Cup. These things do happen. Mm. If we exit it, personally, I'm not too bothered. You know, our focus is on the league. Would be nice to have a cup run. Um, I certainly like the FA Cup a lot more than the Carabao Cup. You exit the Carabao Cup first round and personally could not care. In fact, I'm almost relieved. But uh, yeah, this we just talked about Maranakis' uh, ambition and he wants to win the lot. So I think a cup run would be good, but... Yeah, yeah, just whatever happens, happens on that day for me and hopefully a nice convincing win to sort of carry on the momentum. Although I think there's a bit of a break afterwards, but just Is it carrying on the momentum. It splits, doesn't it? Half the league does as a break and then half the league doesn't. Right. Has a, just so well, there's always football. But just just to yeah. confirm, Blackpool are doing terribly in the championship because they're eight for League One. Oh, did they go down? <laughs> uh, they, did, they, lo- they lost on Friday night 3-0 to Port Vale. So, oh my God, I thought they were challenging, they were knocking about playoffs at some point. No, they went, they, they, they went down last season. So that shows, that shows how much, you know, when I, when Forrest went up, I said to my mates, I love the championship and I will continue to watch it because it's a great league and I'll keep, keep on top of it, keep watching the games, keep on top of the results. It shows everything that I just haven't watched one and I don't even know that Blackpool are in the league anymore. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, whatever happens, happens for me. Uh, sure. Well, I can tell you from the championship this season that Leicester are basically already back up. So I know that. Leicester and Ipswich, isn't it? <laughs> um, so what do you think for the Blackpool game, JJ? Let's go 3-0. 3-0 Forest. Ooh. Very nice. Very nice. So to summarise, um, if you want to watch our match day vlog, uh, not our match day vlog, Ella's match day vlog from Newcastle game, that is up and now ready to, to be watched. If you want to try our quiz again, you can do. My hands are here. Uh, <laughs> that's on YouTube uh, you can play along still uh, there'll be a match day vlog coming up today or tomorrow from Forest all over who went to the city ground yesterday uh, not in Forest of Magic because we finally beat Manchester United first time in 31 years Love 32 that. years 31 years 30, 31 years yeah quick maths uh, and if you're listening for the first time, thank you very much for finding us. We appreciate it. And if you're listening again and again and again and again and again, God knows we love you. You, you.